This episode of Driven Minds Podcast is brought to you by C. Marty Mar. C. Marty Mar is a lifestyle accessory and apparel brand and a byproduct of a love for Japanese street style mixed with Caribbean heritage and urban inspirations. Visit them at cmartymar.com and enjoy a complimentary bottle of jerk seasoning for every purchase of $100 or more on their website. Also check them out at cmartymar on Instagram. Enjoy the show. Podcast. This is Franz Bowen. This is Trav Weeks. Yes, sir. Season four. We have another guest in the building. Yes, Super dope. Co-founder of the Black Burdell, Be Great Brand, and the Two Fly Foundation, uh-huh. Mr. Brandon Miller. What's going on? What's going on? Feeling good. How you feeling, bro? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here, man. That's yeah. what's up, man. Thanks for uh, you know joining us, um, especially with your tight schedule. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, man. Let's just jump into it. Um, you know, you you uh. You're, you're at the uh, spearhead of some really interesting um, brands and uh, opportunities, and um, you know, just want to give you an opportunity to you know introduce yourself, tell, give us a little of your background, where you're sure. from, how, what you do, and what you're doing today. Yes, sir. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So I guess starting like where I'm from, I'm from Denver, Colorado. Yes, there's black people there. Um, kinda, that's always like the first question that I get. Um, yeah, from Denver, Place Colorado. Free, uh, free things out there, right? There's, there are some, there's some things out there. Yeah, free, free, free some legal things out there, yeah. for sure. Nice. <laughs> um, but I actually went to school in Atlanta. I went to Georgia Tech, okay. where I studied biomedical engineering, mm. um, as well as management. After that, my nine to five, I got into uh, IT consulting. So that's what I do now. Uh-huh. Uh, so doing a lot of different work in the IT space. Uh, project management in the IT space, um, and in addition to that, in my nine to five, I also lead my company's diversity council. So oh, when nice. you think about like what companies are doing internally for uh, in the diversity space and, and inclusive like recruiting, inclusive culture, uh, I'm helping my company out with a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool and exciting as well, especially like in today's climate with everything that's going on. Right, absolutely. Uh, and then the fun stuff. So everything after that. I uh, started a company called The Black Burdell. It's actually a nonprofit uh, based in Atlanta, co-founded it. Uh, and the purpose of that nonprofit is really to promote, support, cultivate young black entrepreneurs. So we're really focusing on high school students, college students, uh, helping them start business, learn about entrepreneurship, and then grow their brands as well. Uh, so that's the first nonprofit. Nice. The second that I started about two years ago uh, with two co-founders is called the Two Fly Foundation. Uh, and this one's really fun. Like, I love this nonprofit. We really just tour the country, throwing like super lit events, happy hours, day parties, brunches, concerts, uh, and things like that, all to raise money to provide passports and travel grants for students in underserved communities. Nice. Uh, so that's a lot of fun as well. Super dope. And then lastly, uh, I have the Be Great brand, which is a uh, e-commerce uh, yeah, apparel company as well as a branding agency. So mm-hmm. helping others build their brands as well. Nice. Oh. Yeah. I first um, heard of you, I think, uh, well, we, we clicked up on, like, Instagram. Yeah, whatnot, yeah. Just seeing, you know, um, I guess it's like a mutual respect for each other's work and whatnot. Um, and what I did notice above anything is just the branding that you integrate in um, mm-hmm. all of the platforms that you created. Was that by design? Did you want to make sure that, you know, you have this one 
you know, umbrella that have these different divisions fall underneath it? Yeah, so it's funny. It started, so um, what I didn't say in my intro is I started my first company when I was in college. I started uh, a graphic design company called That Guy's Graphics, so mm. flyers, logos, websites, things like that. So I always kind of was in that branding space and had a, a visual eye for, like, branding and brand development and things right, like that. Right. Um, so when I started these other companies, I had that in my back pocket. So I, I used that to kind of be the, the fundamentals for building those brands and making sure that the visual identity was, is what I wanted it to be. Um, and then all the brands kind of complemented each other as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, over time, I got the question, like, be what do you do? Like, you do so much. You have all these companies. You're doing all this, like, random shit. Like, what do you do? So that's when I started the Be Great brand. That's kind of the umbrella brand and kind of like my personal brands intertwined with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as you said, that's kind of like the umbrella uh, that kind of encapsulates all of those things. Go, go, yeah. go, fire. And um, when did you first, like, as far as even though you started with IT, getting into tech, was that like somebody in your life that put you onto the tech side? Or was it entrepreneur? You knew you had the entrepreneurial drive first and then the tech love grew after that? Yeah, so it... it IT really kind of fell into my lap. Um, I went to school for biomedical engineering. What I wanted to do when I went to school was like design like prosthetic limbs and orthopedics and like mm. all of that kind of like random stuff like uh, in that medical device space. Uh, so I was studying that. I did some internships. I did some co-ops. And I realized like, that nah, shit's not for me. Like, I, I don't want to do that. Mm. Um, but what can I do with this engineering degree and this management degree? And that's where I fell into consulting. So it was just kind of like a natural fit, uh, and it, it, I'm enjoying that way more than I was pure engineering, like sitting in a cubicle all day designing right. things and things like that. I did. Yeah. That. So um, you know, spend some time on the um, Black Verdell, because um, mm-hmm. I actually, uh, we, when we met, you told me about um, To Fly. For sure. It, which is fire, by the way. Yeah, but um, definitely um, tell us about the Black Verdell and kind of, you know, navigating that nonprofit space especially in Atlanta because Atlanta is kind of like the, yeah. the black it's like know, the mecca Hollywood, yeah mecca, you know yeah, what I mean just a sure. lot of everybody seems to like rush it so you know in addition to you know what the black Bordeaux is and what it does like also touch on um, why that's so special that Atlanta is the um, kind of the hub for it for sure so yeah so my three co-founders for the black Bordeaux, uh myself uh, Darren Sanders and Henderson Johnson the uh, second we all went to Georgia Tech uh, we were all black men, um, we were all very entrepreneurial. So we all had that in common when we were you know, going through Georgia Tech. And as we were starting our businesses and growing our businesses individually, we were kind of having all these pitfalls like, we actually don't really know what we're doing when it comes to entrepreneurship. Like, hmm. We didn't know nothing about like accounting and taxes and like uh, contracts, like we didn't know none of that. Right. Um, so I know, at least for me, like in the graphic design space, like I was getting in trouble with like contracts and like, the accounting piece, like I didn't have that all together as a sophomore in college. Um, so as we kind of grew and developed and was trying to like troubleshoot our brands, we were realizing like we don't really have any mentors that can like help us with this. We don't have any resources specifically designed for us at the time to help us build and to help us learn. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, why don't we start something? Um, and that's how we that's how we kind of fell into that nonprofit and focusing on young African American entrepreneurship. Uh, <coughs> so excuse me. So with that. Um, we decided to host events on specific topics that are related to entrepreneurship, whether that's like creating a business plan or filing your taxes or, or things like that. Um, every year we give out scholarships, uh, $1,000 scholarships to student entrepreneurs. 
So students can either use that scholarship to go to their business or to their education. Um, and then we host an annual uh, entrepreneurship conference in Atlanta called Burdell School of Entrepreneurship. So we bring people in from all over the place. Uh, we have a lot of fun, like as a party, but we also are building and, and we have workshops to help uh, everybody that attends kind of build and grow their businesses as well. Nice. So we're really like all about community and like everybody helping and lifting each other as they climb and as they learn new things in the space. Absolutely. And um, how, how is the, you know, how has it been received by the community? I mean, you know, certainly Atlanta, every, everybody's got something going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, what, what are some of the things that, um, you know, kind of worked early and some of the things that was kind of like, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I think one of like my biggest lessons learned in the space, especially when you're like a young entrepreneur that doesn't know everything about entrepreneurship, trying to teach other entrepreneurs about entrepreneurship, uh, we were trying to like, at first we were focusing on like education specific type of events and we we're focusing on like delivering knowledge, delivering content, um, you know, top down. Mm-hmm. And you know, that was cool, but like, I didn't really have the credibility to like give all of that information at the time. Yeah. Like, we were pulling from different resources and stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like I was insecure, like I don't even have contracts nailed down, like how am I gonna teach you how to use them? Right. Um, so we focused, we kind of transitioned to more of a community based like platform where it's other people and other entrepreneurs teaching Correct. teaching one another exactly. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, she's actually one of our advisors, Dana, who's an entrepreneurship attorney, teaching how to do like contracts and file your business and file your copyrights. Mm-hmm. But she has credibility in that space. Yeah. We have branding experts that are coming in teaching all things branding and how to navigate social media. Um, so it's more of a community and more of like a family of right. people trying to help one another. And I think that's what's most well received in the space. Got you. What do you feel like the youth? You feel like they were more re- most receptive to, right? Because I have a, a curriculum that I was teaching along those lines as well too. And like you know, I can, like I can tell them about Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. but they're also interested in like you know the fact that I think uh, you know Twenty One Savage just did like some interesting brand marketing. Deal yep, right absolutely. Now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I had to pretty much like I'm, <laughs> I came in there with like thirty photos of like you know, artists and whatnot who are also entrepreneurs mm-hmm. on the side and they were like, oh, I didn't know Nikki had a, a perfume line and different Absolutely, stuff and whatnot. Yeah. How did you try to, you know, um, get to them, reach to them in a creative way that they didn't understand? Yeah, so I think um, with any type of like education or exposure, people want to uh, see somebody that looks like them in the space, Absolutely. right? Yeah, like. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg is not going to do nothing for me. He has a lot of money. Cool. Can't relate to him. But when you can teach or show somebody, somebody that's like, oh, they look like me, they talk like me, they dress like me, Mm -hmm. but they're also doing X, Y, and Z, whether that's entrepreneurship, whether that's engineering, whether that's technology, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. um, I think making it relatable from from an appearance or somebody that, you know, looks like them, but also tactically, we have to teach in a way that like our youth can understand. So like if we, if you're using metaphors and, and, and similes and things like that that they don't understand, mm-hmm. it's not gonna resonate with right. them. Mm-hmm. Um, so using like real life examples with things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fire. So uh, an extension of that, I guess, um, would possibly be your Be Great brand. Mm-hmm. Um, could you touch a little bit on that? Tell us you know, what it's about. Yeah, yeah, so that's like an ever growing like metamorphosis of a brand. Um, I really just started it as like a personal brand. So like Be Great was synonymous with 
uh, B Miller, which is me. Mm-hmm. Um, so B-E is like my first and middle initials. Um, and I use it kind of like as an umbrella for these other businesses that I had. And that's really, what, that was going to be the purpose of it when I first started it. Um, and then as I'm like growing as an entrepreneur, I'm growing um, in these different, with these different businesses and in the space and even in my professional and personal life, I found myself being more kind of motivational and like trying to help people and help them to aspire to be better, right. aspire to, you know, pursue their passion, whatever that is, mm-hmm. um, and be the best version of themselves. So I was putting a lot of content out on social media. Um, I was talking to kids at school and things like that. Um, so the brand really turned into a brand building and motivational platform. So I use it to, to tell stories. I use it more in like a branding agency sense where um, I'm bringing different creatives together for different projects. Mm. Um, you know, I've put out like different workbooks, uh, accountability guides. We've done different like photo campaigns, all with the purpose of inspiring people to be better in some, some facet of their life. Right, right. Um, so that's really what that brand is all about. That's super dope because I do see like just stuff from off your socials. I, I just, I get, I feel a, um, a commitment to you of just personal growth. Yeah. Um, and personal growth could look like, you know, different things for different people or whatnot. Mm-hmm. What's personal growth look like for you? I mean, it, it's really simple. Like to me, it's just having, like being relentless and kind of moving forward and not staying stagnant in whatever, whatever facet. Um, so for me, like if you if you follow me on social, you see I focus on a few different things. I focus on like my nine to five work. So you'll see me posting a lot about workplace diversity and like putting out content and, and thought and perspective on how we can be better in that regard and be more inclusive and um, uh, and promote equality and equity kind of in, in the workplace. You'll see me post about faith. So I, I post a lot of like devotionals. I post a lot of Bible verses. I'll talk about like what I learned kind of in this in the spiritual realm or in, in this space um, you'll see me post about fitness and a lot of these are just like gym videos of me like working out which whatever okay. um, but um, but yeah you'll see fitness um, and then you'll see uh, my brands and like commitment to my brand's growth and, and trying to inspire other people in that realm as well um, so it's all about just kind of being unique to yourself like not trying to fit into, you know, Brandon's not trying to be like Trav at all. Brandon's trying to be the best version of Brandon and right. moving forward in that lane. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, man, how, because that's the thing, I always wonder about like the assignment for motivation because there's some things that like, most recently I started watching like motivational videos mm-hmm. on YouTube and some of them do it for me and some of them are just like, all right, Clive, like, yeah. you know <laughs> maybe it might be good for somebody else. Right. Like, what, what's that cocktail like that you, I mean, you definitely touched on, on it, but like communicating with all these different individuals, yeah. like everybody has a different quirk to it. Yeah, like it's weird. So like, I don't watch a lot of motivational videos. I don't do like, mm. I, I don't listen to like a lot of like, quote unquote, like motivational podcasts. I listen to a few. Um, for me, like I want to make sure that I create, I consider myself a creative, so I want to create more than I consume. Mm. Like there's one period in my life where I was like listening to a lot of Gary Vee, right? Yeah. And then I was like, found myself talking like him and like in my captions, like saying some of the stuff that he said and I didn't like that. Um, so I, I'm mindful of that for one. Um, but I think when it comes to like motivation or any type of like changed behavior, I think the keys, at least for me, is like vulnerability um, mm. and relatability. Mm. So like if I can be vulnerable 
in public and tell you like what I'm struggling on, or struggling with, or what I'm working on, more than likely somebody else can relate to that. Right, right, right. And if somebody else sees me going through that and trying to get better, that's going to motivate them to do the same. Absolutely. Um, and it's funny that that we kind of brought that up. So I'll bring it to kind of something. It was kind of like a, a case study or experiment I did with with fitness. Um, so three of my boys and I, like, we we're getting ready for, I think, like, Rolling Loud Music Festival. We're like, we're trying to get our bodies right for this. Like, we're trying to, you know, get in the gym, be swole, whatever. So we started posting our gym videos on Instagram every day. Mm. Hashtag accountability, and then we tag each other in the video. Mm. So the whole purpose was just to, like, make sure that all three of us were getting into the gym every day. Slowly, I started seeing more people post, like, hashtag, and then they'll tag their friends. Mm. And then, like, a few months later, there's hundreds of people using this hashtag and, like, tagging their friends in these videos. So I had to, like, sit back and think, like, this was never, like, our intent. Like, why did that happen? And then, you know, I asked a few people and I said, well, we see you, like, trying to get your body right. Like, we're going to do that, too. Like, we see you being accountable in the gym. So that motivated me to get in the gym. So it's being, like, vulnerable and being relatable, I think, are the, the big keys. No, that's very fire, man. Speaking of which, Trav, you need to get in the gym. You know what I'm saying? You, uh, you need to get in the I'm gym. I'm out of it. I, I ain't in this one. I ain't in this one. Don't put me in this one. Don't let me go to the gym 10 times this year. <laughs> you know when guys go to the gym 10 right. times? They look in the mirror. That, that's right. probably. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. And, yeah. <laughs> but um, tell, tell us about Two Fly. When you, when you, uh, when we met you out in um, BYOB, uh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Big up um, Daniel Cullum. Um, I, I thought it was tremendous because you know I'm I'm not as uh, well traveled as I'd like to be immediately. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Going to be working on that. Yeah, uh, sometime this year. But you know, growing up, you know, um, I I always wanted to be somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Water, beach, sand. And sure. I think what you're doing is tremendous. Tell us about you know to fly. I mean, you know the fun part and then like the business part. For sure. And um, you know how you even. Um, do you get funding for that from like the government somehow, or how does that work? Yeah, so I'll kind of talk about it from the beginning. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so, Two Fly started, um, myself and my friends, we, we had a love for travel, kind of like you spoke to. Like, I studied abroad when I was in college, mm. so I traveled all over Europe, which was dope. Nice. Um, and then, you know, my friends and I just like to travel all over, so we were like hitting Dubai, we were going to Croatia for fun. So. Um, and in retrospect, like, we're like, damn, like, there's this big, like, black travel movement that's going on right now. Everybody's catching flight deals. Everybody's, like, Absolutely. going all over the place. We want to make sure that this, this, like, spirit of travel and black travel doesn't die with the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of, like, the impetus to, to start the Two Fly Foundation. So what do me and my friends like to do? We like to go drink and, like, go hit happy hours and go out. Same. So relatable, right? Um, so we're like, well, why don't we throw a happy hour, talk to the bar and ask the bar if they donate like 10% of bar sales and we'll, we'll like purchase some passports for them. Um, so the bar went for it and that's really how it started. Um, so since then the organization has grown, um, it went from like a passion and initiative to an actual nonprofit. Um, so we've, I think over the past year and a half, raised enough money for about 85 student passports. So 85 students abroad. Um, uh, Just by throwing events like all across the country. So we've thrown concerts, happy hours, brunches, day parties, silent parties, 
Um, all kind of, all kinds of fun event. events, and yeah. And the reason we did that too is like our target market was always like millennials of color, um, and what we were finding is like people our age, we don't have a lot of like income to just like donate as much as we would want to. Like right. we don't got it, we don't got it yet. Right. Um, and a lot, a lot of us, some of us do, I guess. Um, yeah. Not me. But uh, so what we decided was okay, instead of like asking these people for money. Let's go to where they're already spending money, because we are buying sections and buying bottles and like turning up at the club. That's true. Uh, so we're like, well, let's go to the source. Let's uh, let's talk to these bars instead and see if if we pack out their spot, will they donate to our cause instead? Mm-hmm. And then that model has just really worked for us. Um, wow. So so that's dope. And then kind of the back end is uh, with all of the funds that we raise that go to our foundation, mm-hmm. and then uh, students and other organizations that have like travel abroad programs, study abroad programs, can then apply to get funding from us to either get passports or travel grants for like flights or, or, or suitcases or you know whatever their students need. Um, and then we'll also throw like educational events. So we'll go to high schools and we'll talk to students about travel, teach them how to travel, um, help them apply for passports and things like that. So it's not all just partying. It's it's also like education, enrichment, and uh, outreach as well. Uh, so we've been doing this for about a year and a half now, almost two years. Um, we have started reaching out to get funding and, and, and apply for grants and things like that. In full transparency, um, we kind of waited on that. We wanted to like have a proof of concept, make sure everything was right, um, especially the, the back half on the education and the outreach piece. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to have that in place before we started really you know, going after big grant money and things like that. Dope. So in terms of uh, education, like what, what um, I guess, uh, what would the curriculum or the, the lesson plan be for mm-hmm. something like that? Yeah, so in our spirit of like turning up and having fun, like even our education and outreach events are still like what we call lit. Um, so what we do is we, like we'll go to a high school, get the students together. Uh, we bring in a DJ, we bring in decorations, we bring in food, um, and we talk about um, what it what it means to travel. Mm-hmm. So like kind of giving testimonies on like what travel means to us and the importance of it from a kind of like growth and development perspective, global awareness perspective, uh, and just a leadership perspective as well. Right. We bring in different forms of um, like art. So like we'll either bring in like, um, you know, African dancers or, or dancers from different cultures. Nice. We'll bring in food from different cultures. So like we'll bring in like Mexican mm. candy. We'll bring in uh, all types of different uh, kind of things like that. Um, we'll give kind of the tips and tricks on, on how to travel. We'll provide resources on like where they can look to for travel abroad programs, um, for students that are going to college, information about um, you know the study abroad programs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we do? Uh, we teach them how to get passports. Uh, so we walk them through that process. We're playing music the whole time and having fun. Um, but yeah. Dope. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. interesting, like what, what traveling is, as far as like the value you get from it, you know what I mean? What do you feel like? What's what's what is your perception on these kids, the youth that you guys speak to? What value do you believe that travel gives them? Yeah, yeah. I think the first thing is a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the kids that we talk to, like uh, we're based in Dallas, um, so a lot of the events we have are in Dallas from a from an outreach perspective. A lot of them haven't left their city. Like, they haven't left the city of Dallas or the city of Waco or, you know, wherever we're going. Um, and when, you know, bringing in, like, the whole diversity and inclusion piece, 
when all you're seeing is kind of one demographic of person of a person or of a lifestyle, mm-hmm. like you you don't really get the benefits of seeing diverse situations, diverse people, different uh, walks of life. So I think that's the first thing is just a global perspective and, and learning and seeing new cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, two, this is what I've learned like firsthand is like the power of being like uncomfortable, like going to a country where you don't speak the same language, mm-hmm. like you're forced to like figure shit out quick. Um, so I think that's another thing. Um, and then just kind of like the leadership and the confidence you get from traveling. Mm-hmm. Like and navigating a completely new terrain and a, a completely new space, I think that's so powerful and it teaches you like life lessons that you bring into your work, your school, how you interact when you're in the states with people. Uh, and, and I think traveling is like one of the most important things that I've done for my career and, and for myself personally. So, and have you? I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I suspect there's a, a degree of follow up. Um, has Has there been any like? Uh, um, testimonial from like educators or mm-hmm. people that you work with have they seen any like differences in the children that have taken advantage of your program yeah so um, we we like what we do if you apply for uh, or if you're granted passports or scholarships we make sure that we like follow up um, and part of it is like you'll send us like videos and testimonials so we can make sure like the money went where we said we thought it was gonna go. Um, but yeah, so. Like, y'all went to Houston? Yeah, right. Like, y'all went down the street? Like, what? Uh, um, but like, I think, you know, we get the testimonials, we hear how big of an impact it is, how happy like educators are and their parents are. But like, seeing like kids posing like with their passports and like smiling, um, or like, this, we got videos from like kids in Costa Rica at a waterfall like dancing from the passports that, that we got them. I think that's the most impactful thing for me. Like above all else, like these kids went and had a good time. They got a new experience, and I think that's so important. Nah, that shit is just extremely dope, bro. Because yeah. like when you give a kid like that, especially from undeserved communities, mm-hmm. and you give them that exposure of like what life could be. Yeah, you know what I mean, like just because even like you know some really some some of this youth really think the hood is their world. You know right. what I mean? And yeah. then, you know, it's a, a total different experience when they can hop on a plane and be like. Just opens up the horizon. Absolutely. So salute to you, brother. I appreciate that. I appreciate right, that. Right, man. So um, you on Driven Minds, and we ask all our guests this question. Um, you know, what drives you? What gives you the gusto to continue to um, get up and conquer every day? Yeah, so for me, I guess what drives me is seeing other people, especially people that are in my circle or around my circle, like hustling. Like, when I see my brother eating and like getting after it, like I'm like shit. I gotta I gotta do that too. Like well, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sleep. Like I need to keep going. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is just like seeing people win and people that I care about win and keeping to pursue their passion and and like build their brands and businesses. I love that. Uh, second is a little bit more selfish. Is like I love it when people tell me what I can't do. Like that mm-hmm. gets me going too. Like if you tell me I can't do something, I'm definitely gonna get it. I'm gonna get it done. So, you're not going to give me a million dollars. High five. Oh, you playing. Yo, well, where can we find you on the socials? Yeah, so at that guy B. Mills on all social media. T-H-A-T-G-U-Y-B-M-I-L-L-S or BrandonEMiller.com. That's the easiest way to like get to all of the different brands and check out what we're doing and what we're building. So, yeah. Definitely. Check them out, y'all. Definitely check them out. Support the brother. And uh, like we always say at this time, stay driven. Stay driven, y'all.